I won't be long before you tonight. I've been under the weather for the majority of this week. I feel a little better, but we'll see. I only got a few things I want to talk to you tonight about. I believe this word tonight is for everyone that is in this room. I believe that something good is going to happen to you. If you don't walk with that mentality, that's the mentality of faith. The mentality of faith that any day that I wake up, something good will happen to me now. Not next week, not tomorrow, but today. Say today, I choose life. Hallelujah. Say today, I choose favor. Today, I choose to be in the will of God. Today, I choose to go towards my promise. Say my promise is mine and I will get to my promise and nothing and no one will deviate me or take me off track from getting what God has in store for me. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. I want to kind of I want to kind of bring this series to a conclusion today. Heaven listens. I said the three things I've made clear in this whole in this whole series is this. Prayer, powerful prayers because we have a powerful God that brings powerful results. Last week, I talked to you about praying in the name of Jesus. What does that even mean? The following week before the, the week before that, I talked about <clears throat> the confidence we have. And then the, other, the, the first and the second Sunday, Minister Hill talked about my passion for prayer, my personal passion for prayer. And when I come tonight, I was, I was, I was in my bed and I was, I was, you know, thinking what in the world God would have me to say tonight. And it's pretty much this psalmist summed it up for me. I was going to talk to you about Joshua previously. How on that account that when Joshua prayed, when the Gibeonites were coming under fire and you know, Joshua and them made a bad decision by making a vow with the Gibeonites, but yet they still stayed true to their vow and to the promise that they made. This scripture began to pop up to me. God said, I don't want you to go there. I'm going to talk to you about how he prayed and the sun stood still right there. and How heaven listens, how God would just let the sun stay still while they defeated their enemy. How when you pray on certain things, the enemies that may be attacking you. See, we always think of things that are outside, outside influences. But sometimes we don't think about our own self-detractors. We think about everybody else or every, every other thing. But you don't look at your, the own battle that you go through in your own self that can stop you from praying, from moving forward. What stopped the children of Israel, Moses' generation themselves? nothing else it wasn't their enemies because God said I've given them to you it's not the, most of the time it's not other people or other things or the lack of what you don't have it's really you but if you can get over you I'm telling you tonight God will do so much so many things in your life that you'll never imagine say I must decrease that he must 
increase. I begin to say to myself, I begin to look at this text and I'm in the portion of this text, which it, it, it switched from a corporate. It was corporate. Uh, if you haven't got a chance to read Psalm 66, please read it. It will bless your life. And the very earlier verses is more of a corporate, you know, corporate praise that was being offered. And we don't know who the writer of this, this particular psalm is. I don't get into speculation of who, uh, who did what. All I know is it is a psalmist. And normal, normal times when the Bible doesn't specify who and what it is, it often gives you a chance to put yourself in the writer's shoes. Because you can say for yourself, come and listen, all you who fear God. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I want you to come and listen. All you who fear God. And, and, and I want to tell you tonight what he did for me. That's what I want to do tonight. Listen, listen here tonight. I want to tell you about the testimony that comes from prayer. There's a testimony that comes with prayer. Let me tell you what he did for me. He says it in verse 17 that have you ever cried out to him for help? Praise to him as I spoke. Verse 18 says it like this. It says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But here's the, pra here's the praise. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Oh, my God. Verse 20. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Lift your hands and say, God will not ignore my prayer. I need you to believe that in this room tonight. Say, God will not ignore my prayer. Ha. Oh, my God. Look at somebody say, you won't be denied tonight. Woo. Jesus. Oh, my God. I feel that praise right there. I will not be denied. I will not be ignored. Oh, my God. Some of you in this room think that God is ignoring you. Some of you think that God will not listen to you. Some of you think in your room, in this room, because, it, it, oh my God, some of you don't feel even the necessary sometimes to pray sometimes because you feel that you're just going to pray amiss. But this psalmist is telling you, not, let me tell you what he did for me. Let me tell you what he did for me. I prayed a prayer before this summertime hit. Before this year even hit, I said, God, why don't you do something that will blow our minds? What has been the craziest thing to me in this year of 2018, how God began to speak to me about kingdom moves, that this year will set up the next five to ten years of your life. This year has really great importance. And I tell you the truth tonight, that you may not see as many of people numerically, but our finances are been on a whole nother high than what we've been in our two years. Ladies and gentlemen, to you, we went through a whole year last year and we finished the year in negative. Negative a thousand some odd dollars. God said to me, said, and while the summertime, the summertime was probably the worst couple months for us financially of last year. We come into this year and I begin to track the progress. And matter of fact, our revenue is higher than 
the total gross that we took in, <laughs> total revenue we took in last year. What is the mind-blowing thing about all of this? It is not that numerically we've increased to this whole great thing. What has been the whole mind-blowing thing is that when God puts your hands to do something, he will keep you. What I'm, what I'm amazed about is that, you know, God told me, said, this summer will be the best summer that you will experience versus last year. And within three months of this quarter, God did something for us financially of people giving from all across the world. And how would they know of a, a young church in Clarksville, Maryland? I just want to tell you what God did for me. I just want to tell you tonight that there is a testimony that comes from prayer because powerful prayers, powerful God that brings powerful results. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, some of you got testimonies in this room of stuff that you have gone through. And by prayer, God is either in the process of delivering you through it or you are being completely delivered right now. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why you can see powerful results in prayer is because your faith. Doesn't matter how small or big it is, if you want to see powerful results, your faith got to come up to the party. Your faith has to come up to the party, ladies and gentlemen. Go back to verse 16 for me, Daniel. He says it clearly. He says, come and listen, all you who fear God, all of you who have a reverence for God in, the, God in this room, come and listen to me. Let me tell you what God did for me. For I cried out for, for, to him for help. Ladies and gentlemen, God hears the prayers of his sons and daughters. And God will not ignore you. Some of you feel as though, well, Pastor B, I feel as though in my spirit, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing anything. Why? I'm feeling like I'm ignored because I'm still struggling with the things that I'm struggling with. But let me tell you something tonight. God's silence doesn't mean that he's ignoring you. God's silence is watching to see how his son and daughter are going to persevere through it. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. God is looking and seeing how the student is responding during the test. And whatever prayers you prayed, even while in the test or during the test, I used to pray for the test all the time. I used to say, Holy Spirit, now this is when I know that you're real. Give me the right answers on this multiple choice, my dear. God, you know I didn't study, God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. How many of you said, I didn't get a chance to study? Let me get this. And then you saw the multiple choice. I said, now, God, help me. <laughs> I cried to him for help. You know, and sometimes it worked. And then other times God had to teach me a lesson. You better study. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
But sometimes when you call out for the teacher to help you, they can't necessarily help you during the test because sometimes you got to go off of what you know. But if you're not strong enough in what you know, the test will spit you out and you will sink. But thanks be unto God. Here, here's, here's my deal tonight. For I cried to him for help. Why are we struggling with life by ourselves? Why are we struggling like we cannot talk to God about this and allow the God of all comfort to give you the comfort that you need where you are currently? Why is it that we will talk to everybody and anybody else before we come and crying out to God? They, ladies and gentlemen, while they might be listening ears, they can't really do anything more than just give you be a shoulder to lean on, stuff like that. But there's something that God can do that no human touch can do. There's something that God can do. And God is not a God who sits on his throne and just sits there to chill. God is actually sitting waiting for somebody to call his name. Some of you think and some people have betrayed God to you to seem like he's a big God that doesn't care about man. A matter of fact, who is, who is man? Who, who, who? Who, who that you are mindful of little old me God is mindful of you and I he has more things about you on his mind than what you have of him but yet you so worried about going to everybody else crying out to everybody else to hear your pain to hear about what's going on Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something tonight. In order for you to get anything from God, even the psalmist said, I had to confront the sin in my heart. And let me tell you something. The sin don't got to be nothing. Uh, 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 it don't have to be any uh, uh, immorality or anything like the sin can be unbelief. And many people don't come to God because of the sin of unbelief. You cry out because you don't believe that God can meet this type of pain. You don't, you don't think that God can give you that type of wisdom. So what you do is you go into your own, your own perseverance and your own self-reliance instead of relying on God. And so what you do is you go to everywhere. You try to get anything you need to give you a dose, and that cannot work. Only God can meet the need that you have. And what he said is, I cried to him for help praising him as I spoke earlier in the verses and he heard me let me tell you something God knows your voice he knows the tone of his child's voice he knows when you are coming to him and guess what you need to come to him as you are what if so many people taught you you can't come to God as you are and say whatever it is that is that is that you're going through on your no he cried out for help when you're crying you're crying out that means you're you're loud you are shouting unto God for help and I don't know what you need help with in your life tonight some of you are in need of direction tonight some of you are in need 
of healing tonight, physically and emotionally. Some of you are in seeking God for uh, uh, seeking God for patience while you're waiting. Oh my God. And the Bible says if you cry out to him for this help. Not crying out to him in a sense of complaining, but crying out to him in a sense of praise and say, God, you are the great and mighty God. Only you can help me here. Said, I, pr I cried out for him for help. The psalmist is saying, let me tell you what I did. Here's the result of my crying out. In verse 18, he says it again. He says it like this. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. God did listen. He said, I confess that sin. I don't know what that sin is in your life. If it's unbelief tonight, you need to confess it. God, I'm sorry for not coming to you as I should because I really, I really was upset because you didn't hear me on the last thing that I prayed about or at least I felt that way. See, that's coming to God in transparency. God don't want the phony you. God don't want that stuff that you come to everybody else. Oh, how you doing? They're like, oh, I'm less than Holly Fame than God and did, you know, did me real good today. The favor of the Lord is upon me. Well, it is. But that's not how you feel today. Actually, I don't feel good today. I really feel like messing somebody out today. I really do feel like God and me, me and God are not on great terms right now. That's how I really feel. I'm being real 100. I don't, you know, I, that's how I really feel. Some people can't take that type of gospel. But that's transparency. And guess what? God will listen to somebody who comes transparent instead of coming to hide. Because guess what? Your hiding means that you can't receive. He said, I, the Lord will not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Let me tell you something. God pays attention to you. God pays attention to you. Here's the deal. Some of us have to destroy the lie of the enemy to say that God don't care about me. Hallelujah. Some of us got to destroy the lie of the enemy that God is not concerned about you. See, you got everybody else around you prospering. Why are you not? I guess God forgot about you. The lie of the enemy is saying, okay, why in the world, why in the world that you had to go through that? I thought God keeps stuff away from you. Why you got to go through struggle? See, if God really cared about you, you wouldn't have to go through nothing. Let me tell you something, it's all a lie. It's all stuff that is building up to make you think opposite of God. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know what the enemy does to believers? His job is trying to convince you that God is not who he says he is. And he's been doing it. Jesus said he's been a liar since the beginning. How do I know this, ladies and gentlemen? Because in the beginning, his job was to get Adam and Eve to think differently of God. That God was holding back something from them. Why can't you not go out with your friends? I think God trying to keep you away from, keep you, keep you, keep you from doing something. Why not? Why not eat of the animal? He's afraid that you're going to become what he is. And see, that's a lie because they already were. Yeah. 
Adam was man God on the earth. God, matter of fact, Adam was second to God. That's why the devil had to go. He couldn't get authority from God. So who he get it from? He got it from man. Because Adam was second to God. He was like God in the earth. And he would ought to rule like God here. So you can see how heaven and earth is connected. Come on in here tonight. And some of you need to pay attention to when the enemy is using a device and using stuff to creep in your mind to make you think opposite of God. Hallelujah. To make you think opposite of his character. To make you think that God is not faithful. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you're going through tonight. God is faithful. And guess what? God's faithfulness will begin to do something in your life that even if you're in unbelief right now, God has not stopped being faithful to you. Because guess what? Even when you tried to do stuff to get away from God, even when you've tried to do stuff in your own strength, God did not allow your foot to be moved. Because God's faithfulness is to his word over your life. Jesus, I praise you tonight. Why does God keep trying and trying over and over again with you? Because he's faithful to his word over your life. And God doesn't waste his word for nobody. And so because of that, he's faithful to his word. That guess what? Even if you get off track, God said, let me direct you back in the right track. Because I'm faithful to fulfilling and finishing my word over your life. Matter of fact, how do I know this? Come on and preach, Brandon. The reason why I know this is because God was so faithful to his word over Israel that even when their parents disobeyed, he said, children, you come and get it. You want to know why? Because I'm faithful to my promise. Oh my God, I said to Abraham, your descendants will be as multiple as the stars and I'm still fulfilling it to this day. I am faithful over my word. Look at somebody say, God hears me. He pays attention to me tonight and he is faithful over his word to your life. Even when you tried to walk away, God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to his word. And he will not back down. He will get, hallelujah. He's so faithful to his word that even if you disobey, guess what? He'll give it to your seed because he promised to see. Oh my God. If you don't get it, he said, okay, I'll give it to somebody next to kin to you. And they'll go on and do it because I'm faithful to my word. And guess what tonight? If you understand God's faithfulness, you understand that when you pray, he listens. He pays attention. The Bible says that he inclines his ears, his mouth to our ears. Leaning down. How does a God from heaven lean down to this mortal world to listen to you? He says, but God did listen. Hallelujah. You got to put it in your mind. Say, God's going to listen to me. Hallelujah. Some of you, you say, I ain't brand has to be. I haven't got my deliverance yet. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of, a, of, a, of an account in the Bible that Jesus made us known of a woman. Uh, this, this woman that, was, that kept coming back to this judge. This judge, man, he, 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 he was a wicked judge, man. This judge, man, he, he, he was a mean, nasty guy. 
But this woman was not intimidated by this judge. Because the reality, this woman needed something. And guess what? Because she needed something, she was going to keep coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, you get so caught up because God didn't hear you the first time. Sometimes God got to see how faithful you're going to be to get what you want. Hallelujah. And the Bible said Jesus continued to say that this woman came back and he dismissed her. But here's the deal that she kept coming back. And no matter how many no's she got, she kept on coming. And because she kept on coming, eventually the, the judge got so fed up. He said, okay, you didn't wore me down now. Here you go. Whatever you want, here you have. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight sometimes you got to be so faithful and persistent in prayer that say God I need deliverance from this mind God I need deliverance financially God I need deliverance I need promotion God I need deliverance right now God I need you to open up a way for the church God I need you to bring these people here as you told me that they'll fill out this room I want to keep coming back and I'm going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep going and going and going and going until I get an answer. Look at somebody say you got to be persistent tonight because God will listen. It ain't like he's not listening now. He's listening right now, but he's listening to hear because the more you pray, the more your faith increase. And so, okay, now they ready. I'm ready to do something in your life. Hallelujah. Jesus, I praise you tonight. I didn't even really come to yell, but listen to me. God listens. There is a testimony with prayer. Let me tell you something. Why you were created different from the angels tonight? Because you have a song that the angels can't sing. They haven't witnessed and gone through what you've gone through. I have a testimony tonight that the angels can't sing that I've been blood washed and I've been delivered. I got a testimony tonight of what God can do for you in prayer and how God can open the windows and doors that you never imagined. I got a testimony tonight in prayer that God came and brought me through out of the miry clay. I got a testimony tonight that I was, oh my God, that I was deep in sin, flash with a deep of shore, but God came and saved me. I got a testimony tonight how God began to open up things and take people away from my life who weren't like God, but then open up a new community of people that can be faithful. I got a testimony. It's through prayer. I have a testimony tonight that's in prayer that God brings big results. Let me tell you something. You pray for one thing. God multiplies it. <laughs> you prayed for one thing. You thought that you were going to get that. God ended up doing something bigger than what you thought. You prayed for one thing and then God, that matter of fact, he said you prayed for this. Let me tell you something. God don't do mediocre stuff. When God does it, he does it big. Say I roll with a big God who does big things. And because my God does big things, so do I. Look at somebody say no more life for me. I'm coming to do big things because I serve a big God who brings big results in my life. Oh my God, tonight. He said, I, I'm going to, he paid attention to me in verse 20. I'm leaving now. In verse 20, he says this Praise God who did not ignore my prayer. 
you know, I never understood. I'm amazed by how people in the Islamic faith, they can pray as many times as they do to a God who's not even real. I'm amazed how they can pray. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm amazed at how anybody outside of the Christian faith who are real believers that can pray and believe in anything that is not even real. I'm amazed how they can pray to dead men. I'm amazed how people can pray to dead things. I'm amazed how people think they can take some little beads, rong nong yong, whatever, and think that it's going to do something for you. I'm amazed how people will look to any other name or any other little God and think that they can hear them while they pray. I'm amazed. And yet I'm still amazed at how we as believers have the truth that we don't pray as often as we should. And you know what? We're getting so caught up into this secularist uh, generation now with all of these isms that we believe that, yes, it's God and something else that's going to get me to where I need to go. I'm amazed. I'm amazed how believers have allowed the philosophy of men to confuse the word of God. I'm amazed. I'm amazed how we've, we've ran to every other thing and every little other thing. We run to conferences to hear our favorite preachers. Nothing against that. But we run to all of this stuff to get just fat on, on knowledge and don't apply any of it. I'm amazed. Where and why are you saying this? What does it have to do with prayer? I'm amazed because some of our church leaders feel as though we have to conform to what the world says and what the world dictates as what looks at faith. And now we replace faith with positive thinking. We replace faith and we, we replace pastors with life coaches. We're making replicas of the wrong thing. And we're seeking man's philosophy to guide us to a place that only God can do. It's amazing to me. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with reading books. There's nothing wrong with going to conferences. There's nothing wrong with going to psychologists, psychiatrists. There's nothing wrong. I don't even preach against it. I believe you should. I believe people, we're living in a definitely an age right now where people definitely need to seek help when it comes down to the mental awareness of their lives. I believe that wholeheartedly. But here's what I do believe, that we cannot downplay the power of prayer so much that you rely on every other thing besides you taking it to God. I don't believe that. Yeah, people are getting so caught up, well, yeah, you need to pray, but it needs, you know, no, 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 no. Prayer, not enough. Let me tell you something. Prayer is way more than enough. Martin Luther King says this quote that is my favorite quote. He said, to be a Christian without prayer is to be alive without breathing. It is impossible. Let me tell you something tonight. You cannot walk this walk with God without prayer. It is no way in the world. It is no way in the world you think you're going to be successful without prayer. It ain't no way in the world you think that you're going to see your family get delivered and see your house get in order without prayer. 
It's no way in the world. You want results that you're not even praying for. But you're just thinking positive for it. Nothing wrong with optimism. But if it ain't rooted in faith in the word of God, your optimism will, will move fast, quickly to pessimism. Oh, think it positive. Oh, I'm just going to think it today. It is true as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That is very true. However, it's hard for you to do that at the same time and be negative. Because here's what, here's what happens. People start out positive, positive, positive. Then you got negative, negative. Now your spirit is conflicted. And now you've turned into what James says. You're a double-minded person. Because optimism that is not rooted in faith is causing optimism only focuses on what it sees. But if optimism is not rooted in faith, because really faith in God, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. So that means that if I don't see it in the, in the time frame that I had in mind, your optimism is going to completely lead you to be negative. And you are what we're going to be called a negative Betty. How many of y'all got negative Bettys in y'all lives tonight? Get rid of them. Tell somebody, come out of there, negative Betty. Get out of there. <laughs> come out, I say. <laughs> Ain't that right, Jacoda? <laughs> so what am I saying to us tonight? There's a testimony with prayer tonight. He did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love. He, he's not withdrawn his failing love towards me. We pray because it's done out of love. Not religion. It's love. God loves me and I love him. We love him because he first loved us. And he has, this is my favorite, he has not withdrew his love towards me. Some of you need to hear tonight that God has not withdrew his love towards you. He has not withdrew his love towards you. His presence is here to deliver you. His presence is here. His love is towards you tonight. Don't think for one moment that God's love has pulled, moved itself out because it has not. God loves you. Matter of fact, God loves you so much because there's some prayers that you prayed that you hoped to happen, but out of God's love, he stopped that so that you won't go to destruction. Matter of fact, I'm reminded when Job some of us pray prayers in our distress. Job said, why am I even alive? Please take my life. And God said, I love you too much. You ain't going to do that. <laughs> Your motion has been declined. <laughs> you got too much stuff here to do. You're just looking at this little momentary affliction. And it's just for a moment. And you know what, Job got more. Job became richer 
even he became even more rich than what he was before he lost the stuff. That's what God did for him. Some of you tonight, your testimony of prayer is what's going to set other people free. That's why you went through what you're going through. Is God going to use you as a mouthpiece to somebody and let them know what prayer did for them? And it's really not, it's, prayer is the vehicle. What makes prayer powerful is who you pray to. The vehicle to God. The mediator being Jesus Christ. Through him. God hears me. Stand to your feet. There is something I, I just I just really believe and I encourage you tonight to really develop a prayer life and to seek God for yourself. Listen, I'm not here based upon what my parents done. It's great they taught me. But there's one thing that you, it's one thing that happens when you experience it for yourself. I stand here tonight as a witness tonight, as a testimony of what God can do for you. And what God is currently, is, is what God is doing for this, this place called Transformation Christian Fellowship. How God has been able to sustain us in such a beautiful place. Look at this, this is beautiful. And the very fact of the matter is, is that not paying we're not paying an arm and a leg for it neither even that is a testimony in itself to do something under a grand goes a long way you take it for what you believe and God has favored us and I believe God is favoring you tonight and I really believe you gotta really walk with the mentality that heaven listens to and I'm going to tell you now, heaven listens. And he does. He listens tonight. He really does. He really listens. I want you to, I, I, I just feel this so happy that God, he listens. And he will not ignore your prayer. He will not ignore your prayer. He's a covenant-keeping God. That's what he is tonight. He's a covenant-keeping God. He keeps his promises. And he will keep his promise towards you today.